scary movie. Like scary Uh huh. I forgot that bitch talks. Stop. You say that every week. <laughs> it's, well, you don't. You week. don't forget because you hear it every week. Okay. Well, welcome to the Horror Throwdown Podcast, Fraser Edition, where I think we talk about a Brendan Fraser movie and then a horror movie released in the same year, and then see if Brendan Fraser's character would survive in that horror film. Um, I feel like we haven't recorded an episode in a while, so I kind of forgot what the dynamic of this podcast was. Yeah, you're very young uh, at me about saying we do it every week, and it's been like four fucking weeks. Yeah. Okay. Life happens, man. You know what I mean? Like our our. I am yeah, Joseph Kincaid, yeah. and that was Francisco yeah, Navarro you just heard. And our producer, yeah, our producer Trunks, burned down like four days ago. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. You did. Get a new our producer person. literally just walked off camera. <laughs> Doesn't even want to be a part of it. First time I've seen this man in literally a month, and he just blatantly ignores me. Uh, but anyways, we're here to talk about the year 2002. The movies we are talking about are The Quiet American and 28 Days Later. Which one's the Brendan and which one's the horror? That's for you to find out. Uh, Trunks, but before we get into it, do you want to... You said you had a couple of facts. If you want to read the facts? Uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's see. So in 2002, the cost of a Super Bowl ad was $1.9 million. Uh, queen Elizabeth, here. who at that time was the queen mother of the UK. So the, I guess that means the queen's mom. Uh, she died. Uh, an asteroid the size of a football field. I will not be silenced on the Royals. <laughs> We've gotten in trouble with the Royals in the past. I, you know what? They have it coming. She was murdered. They killed her. It's Athena. Jesus. And her lover, Alpha Dietti. Jesus Christ. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, an asteroid the size of a football field missed the Earth by only 75,000 miles. Uh, and then Lance Armstrong was disqualified from the 89th Tour de France for doping. That was 2002? That was like 2005. Yeah, I, thought, I thought that was like last year. Well, <laughs> I feel like that was more recent. I didn't want you to bring are... it up like this, but you stopped mentally maturing in 2002. He might have been okay, caught I like, later, I like right? the... Yeah. <laughs> he was caught later, but maybe that's when he did it. Maybe. Possibly. Also, American Idol premiered, which... Um, Ruined television. Hey. No, it didn't. Got, no, it didn't ruin television. See, this, this is one of the buzzwords, Trunks, and you know this. American Idol did not ruin television. American Idol gave us Kelly Clarkson. Okay? It gave us Ruben Studdard. Gave us Carrie Underwood. It even gave us Clay Aiken. He finished second. That's true. The first, like, uh, three seasons. Is it were where I, worth it. Where I uh, shamelessly plugged the I Am Friends with an American Idol contestant. Jessica Sanchez, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah, there's there it is. There it Speaking is. of uh, Islanders in Asia, we have a, ho- a guest today. Yeah, you may have heard his voice, um, you know, as we were talking, as we were just like gabbing, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, joining us for the first time on the show, Jeff Anaya. Wait, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> wow, it's all right. We've been confused many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Devin. It's Devin Hyde, everyone. Longtime fan and, uh, well, more, more so like longtime fan passionate yeah. just just wanting to be on the show yeah, yeah. of course the, the the king of nami the sultan <laughs> of dr mundo uh, uh who else do you play the, the lord of guinea pigs right the <laughs> lord of guinea pigs i forget all your little characters the, like rat catcher too from suicide squad oh, yeah, but with a much is. cuter swarm of papa 
Have we had a chance to talk about Suicide Squad yet on this podcast? <laughs> we, no, we'll do another episode, it. Trunks. I'm not letting I, this. I'm not letting our first episode in two years back be derailed <laughs> this much. Okay, I'll tell you this. Right <laughs> I just weasel. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know Weasel. Weasel was great. Uh, I'm down to do a season two of Weasel films. That's just any we'll film that involves a weasel. weasel in it. Yeah, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah, we'll DC, that. DC won't let him go. They need movies that hit, and they know everyone likes me. Weasel. Oh yeah, yeah. Weasel's yeah. going to be in the new Spider-Man. They're pandering. <laughs> this this is the crossover we want, honestly. Yeah. Hello, Weasel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's let's jump into the movies. Um, so the first up is Super we have Devin is a uh, B phrase. Oh yeah, we went through the whole thing beforehand, huh? You know, yeah. we can save it for the end. I oh, know, fuck yeah. it, Devin. What's your relationship with Brendan Fraser? How do you feel about him? What do you know? Uh, I love him, of course, because I grew up with him. He's like a veritable Rick Moranis of the Hollywood scene. He just was there. Everybody Ooh. loved him, and then he Ooh, wasn't okay. there all of a sudden. I have, you know, of course, The Mummy, obviously very popular amongst this podcast uh, producers and audience, I'm sure. The Mummy is just a, you know, timeless movie. But then there was also like George of the Jungle. And he's just one of those, uh, you know, 100 wholesome dudes like Keanu just can do no wrong. Just a gentleman of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. No, you nailed it. 100% on that one. Yeah. Um... I will say this because you brought up something interesting. If they put like Brendan and Keanu in like a single location, like A24, like drama, yeah, I <laughs> I go apeshit for that, you know? Yeah. And also, it's just, it feels like good if they that, just remake know? Room with Brie Larson, but with Brendan Fraser and Keanu, <laughs> it's up it's up to y'all to decide who wants to play the, you know, Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. Or that know? would be a good switch uh, off every who... 20 minutes. Who would survive <laughs> the next podcast? This the spinoff. Who would survive the horror movie better, Keanu or Brendan? Ooh, we do have a lot of people. Yeah, that would be a good one. Give me It'd a chance to watch Bill and Ted again for the 18th time in a month. Yeah, and then prepping up the Matrixes before the new one comes out in December. Should Which, I, let's talk about that for a second. You know, I'm going to put a pin on the Matrix. I say, I, I say, I watched Matrix for the very first time the other day, and I chose to watch it over Sandlot. Let me just say, I kind of regret that decision. <laughs> Okay. Wait, you you saw the Matrix for the first time the other day? Yeah, yeah that, that's I've, a lot. I've only ever watched it bits and pieces. Like I watched it collectively all at once, like together, but at different times. That was like my first full time watching it all at once. Wow. Okay. It was good. It was good. I can see why people like it, but you know. Yeah, it's fucking great. Especially when you watch it when you're like nine years old. <laughs> when you yeah, wasn't when I wasn't it's... supposed to. Am I right? Yeah. It's but like even movies. as an adult, it's fucking. You not, it's nuts. You were you were not nine when that came out. <laughs> I was nine when that came out. Yeah, dude, that was like elementary school for sure. No, no, I was eight, actually. I didn't turn nine until the October after it was released. Matrix was one of those movies that hit because of the time. Sci-fi was like, hey, some people go to space. None of us were ready for the existential crisis of like maybe the world (laughs) is an illusion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then on on that note, um, Devin, what's your relationship with the horror genre? Uh, I love it, of course, because uh, I feel like it elicits this type of, you know, needless to say, fear that you don't get to experience, you know, day to day life is kind of like this mundane situation where you have the same 
kind of experiences and feelings and emotions every day. And uh, it's nice, it's fun to go experience that type of unsettling fear in a way where it's like, you know, you're going to be okay at the end. Nobody really wants to be as scared as someone would be in a horror movie, but to simulate it and kind of get to put yourself in someone's shoes and be like, oh shit, could I escape this situation? It's, it's fun. It's thrilling. It's like, man, if there's a horror movie in the theaters, I'm definitely seeing it before it's out of theaters. Like almost all of them, even the bad ones. And somehow one of my favorite things about the horror genre is sometimes, sometimes they make better comedies than movies that are designed to be comedies. It's just like, they, <laughs> yep. it's yeah, incredible. That's very, that's very true. That was a fucking uh, that's, fantastic answer. Yeah, that's by that's the probably way. the best answer we ever, yeah. answer we ever had. Yeah. That's, that's going to go on our soundboard. <laughs> if trunks ever fucking makes it. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the answer? Just like, Ooh, spooky. Uh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff was like, Jeff was like, mm, I don't know that horror movies. You know, yeah, like, I mean, Jeff, was. Jeff was like, he's like, I don't really care about it. He's like, I just don't watch it. He was honest. <laughs> he was very honest. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. Uh, shout out to our top episode, which is, which is good though. I mean, that's a different perspective. We got you know, yeah. you know, Sam panders a little bit, he, and he he likes to deescalate situations. I know what he's doing. He also likes to escalate situations. So if you're hearing the sound, you know, it's like a mall. He'll escalate yeah. in either direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. He goes up and down. Yeah. Love you, Sam. <laughs> yeah, love nothing. Literally nothing but love. Uh, Devin, just third really question. quick, what would you say? You have a question? So what's the third question? Uh, third question. I'm going to keep it a little simple today. What's your favorite and least favorite horror movie? Oh. Uh, and then which one for you is just like right there in the middle, like fifty uh, fifty. So uh, controversy time, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chunks already. Chunks already did that. This is a, this unaired, is a gotcha podcast now. Unaired top ten episode. Yeah, my you know. Uh, I have favorites for different reasons. Uh, 28 Days Later is certainly my favorite zombie movie. No question about it. I love the fast running zombies. That's like why I beg to be on this episode. I've seen that movie (laughs) so many times. I could probably rewrite it by heart. Uh, But then like an underrated favorite is uh, like The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe, the remake. I love that movie. Yeah, that one's actually great. Uh, and that just like they, the way they made it, the the subtle background movements of her being in the background without it being an actual scare is like fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, right in the middle, that's a tough one. Maybe some of the classic like uh, Thirteen Ghosts, those ones you can just rewatch, but they're not you. You know, maybe it was like when you were a kid or whatever. It's not really scary anymore, but it's just <laughs> a good time. It's got you know Matthew Lillard. You're like I like him. So just I'm, I'm seconds away from ending this call. <laughs> <laughs> and uh well okay, like, go get, ship. Shut get, your mouth. Get, I get fucking ready. love no, I love 13 ghosts. Get ready to hit end then because my least favorite is The Witch. And I don't Ooh. understand why that movie is Ooh. so overrated. <laughs> and uh that movie fucking sucks. It's just That's two hilarious. hours. Okay. <laughs> Here, here's the thing about here's the thing about the witch. Are you about to agree? Um no, I really like it. I think it's genuinely unsettling. I think it's a great film, but I can definitely see why people would hate it. And I can yeah. definitely see why, like for many different reasons, like not just for one singular reason of hating yeah. it, but for it's like two hours of the dad ranting about the Bible and being holy. And then there's like 30 seconds of payoff in the middle and another 30 at the end. And it's just not worth the pain. Okay. But did you watch it with captions? I'm more. Uh, no, thankfully, I. That's the game. Honestly, that's the game changer. Is the captions. Well, at least you understand was... a lot more of what's going on. 
like visually i thought it was like beautiful the first time i watched it so i was like i don't know what the fuck they're saying but this fucking this is this is pretty cool you know i'm torn between wanting to rewatch it because i think i missed something but also remembering very confidently that when i watched it i was like "Woo, i'll never watch that again so yeah that's me with spring breakers (laughs) (laughs) never again but um yeah no thank you for being here and thank you for answering those questions so well like each honestly each fucking question and time we bring you up you're fucking nailing it yeah i'm happy is this an interview is this an interview right now i'm blushing they they sent me the questions a week ago i've been researching i can believe that i'm passionate about horror it's a good time well speaking of horror let's talk about our first film the quiet american Released, it's a drama released in 2002. Is that the horror movie? Oh, shit. yep, <laughs> it is an hour and 41 minutes long. It is rated R for some drama, uh, no, it is rated R for some language and images of violence. And like I said, the genre is a genre, the genre is drama, uh, starring Michael Caine and Brendan Fraser. It was released on July 29th, 2000, and what the fuck does it say? 2003. Wow, I may have fucked up this, boys. You definitely, uh, you definitely did. Well, up here it says 2002, but in the description it's 2003. I don't know. Rotten to Tomatoes, be, uh, to get so it together. Yeah, I mean, maybe they mean like at Hollywood Video. You know what I mean? Like July 23rd, 2003, you like released at Hollywood Video. Yeah, maybe you know? it can't. Yeah, Blockbuster in 2000. But not at Blockbuster or vice versa, because there are some movies where you couldn't get a Blockbuster and I was actually kind of pissed. Um Currently sits at an 87% fresh rating on the tomato it's on the tomato meter and then has a 72% audience score. The Quiet American is based off the classic novel by Graham Greene, and it's a murder mystery centered on a love triangle set against the French Indonesian War in Vietnam, circa 1952. It's the story of a veteran English journalist played by Michael Caine and a young American a quiet American, you would say, played by Brendan Fraser, and a, be- and a beautiful Vietnamese woman caught between them. This is a world where nothing is what it seems. Wow, this is a shocking last sentence. Stuffed with opium, intrigue, and betrayal. Why did they choose just, opium? Just like me. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's like two opium scenes in that, and I was expecting so much more based off all the reviews, because it always mentions that, and it's yeah. barely in that movie. Like here's the thing it's like us to watch it here's the thing we have i haven't watched this movie in like about a month that's how long we've been pushing off this episode <laughs> in that time frame we've recorded a total of three episodes and released one okay because <laughs> that, that was like the only one with good audio so i don't remember much about the quiet american but what i know for like just general reactions like how i feel now i thought the movie was actually like really good um especially when like all the pieces starting to come together about like what was really going on. Um, I thought it was like well acted, but I thought like Brendan Fraser was fine, but Michael Caine just fucking like ruled in this movie. I thought he was fantastic. Um, and yeah, I like enjoyed it, but I will, like we said earlier, I will, I will never watch this movie again. Yeah. That it. was a good one time watch that. I yeah. can tell you what happened, but uh, if you like want to watch it again, uh, I've, probably won't be there (laughs) yeah i I wouldn't watch it again i should also note that this is one of the few films where he actually he he does die in uh now here's where y'all can help me because like i said it's been a month since i watched this 
Yeah. Was he was stabbed, right? Or was he shot? Yeah, he yes, was stabbed. He was, he was stabbed. stabbed. Okay. In and the then, chest. And they oh, sliced so. his dog's neck. <laughs> yep. They made they wow. made sure to tell us that. They made sure to be like, they didn't show it, but yep. they're like they, they sliced his dog's neck. I was like, okay, well then I now I'm glad they got bombed. And also, can yep. I just say I don't know if this is just me, but I I already dislike movies where they're like, hey, this main player is like the opening scene is them dying. But yeah. I feel like that has never played worse than in this movie. Where it's yeah. like the whole the whole intrigue between him and Michael Caine, you're like, oh, he he dies at the end. I know that this yep. is like all the tension is gone. That yeah. was okay. Because that's I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's kind of like what I said in my initial feelings is, yeah, like they they gave that away. They fucked that up in the beginning, yeah. right? But then in the middle, and like all the pieces are coming together, like who Aiden Pyle, who that's. Brendan Fraser's character like really was like what he was doing there. I was like, oh, interesting. Oh, okay. So I enjoyed that aspect of it, but at the same time, I was like, oh, that's cool. But he's still dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he the still mis- takes a the swift mystery knife. of who's going to have this girl at the end well, was solved in the first thirty seconds of the movie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I'll give it that. Cisco, what were your thoughts? Me? Yeah. Uh, I, was I mean, who else is who else is yeah. named Cisco in here? <laughs> Sometimes Trunks likes to answer for me. <laughs> He does. Trunks, what, how do I feel about this movie? <laughs> Cisco uh, was not a huge fan. Yeah. He thought it was a uh, very long. He doesn't like the dead dog. He um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was also upset about the lack of food shots. Cisco yeah. really yeah, yeah, likes yeah. movies that show pictures yeah. of food. Um, <laughs> and he found the sexual tension between uh, Michael Caine and Brendan Fraser to be unbelievable. <laughs> and this is why he's the producer, baby. Looking spot on. It's like um, I also didn't. I did like when Michael Caine limped around screaming for a pile in the office, and then breaking down the bathroom. I enjoyed that scene. I laughed a lot. That was very no, no, <laughs> no. That was a really me, good emotional scene. It brought me. I, well, I you know maybe. I would I would feel more bad if he wasn't like an eighty year old man, not divorcing his wife and then hooking up with some young Vietnamese. Uh, can I say Tang, or should I say Tail? Is Fuang? No, Fuang. Yeah, it's Fuang. <laughs> some nice uh, Vietnamese egg rolls. Jesus Christ! You should have gone with Tang. <laughs> uh, yeah, but overall, I wasn't a big fan. for edit. It was it was it felt slow to me. Nothing really captured my attention. Like. I completely blanked out in the scene where they were like camping out in like that watchtower where everybody else dies and they somehow oh, survive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I, was, I was like, how the fuck did I get here? I, I felt like Robin Williams and Jumanji. I was like, what fucking year is it? <laughs> he doesn't say that in Jumanji, actually. Jumanji was going to PG. Okay, well, maybe you should PG and stop being a little piglet. <laughs> what are you saying? I called you a piglet. Okay. Also, just the uh, the weird like ah, the I don't want to say emotional roller coaster, but like almost the roller coaster of cringe, maybe yeah. awkward. The roller coaster of awkwardness, mm-hmm. where Brandon Fra- there's like some sort of gentlemanly fucking battle for this woman, where he's like, "Hello, I'm gonna take your woman. You don't mind, do you? Yeah, you're already floor. married and cheating on her, and she yeah. is too Catholic to divorce you. And this woman's sister is like, uh, I'd rather you." ditch this old man and take brendan fraser and then then brendan fraser saves his life and he's like hey, he's not that bad and then <laughs> but he's like but i still want your woman though and 
it's like oh man i then like, he blows up a couple kids that felt awkward for just like two straight hours or however long that i'll say this though unlike jeff's episode in crash where they refused to kill a kid this one they uh they blew up some kids yeah sometimes the you gotta, yeah, yeah that was a lot more graphic than i thought it was gonna be i was like huh i should well, also note that did, this movie uh, what did Rotten tomatoes give this movie uh i have to go back to the page <laughs> Um, I give it no, a the audience. The audience gave this movie seventy-two uh, percent. Yeah, that's and the tomato meter was eighty-seven yeah, percent. I'm, I'm, I think I'm. I think I gave it a four, but I'm going to knock it down to a three half. Jesus Christ, a four! Wow, eighty-seven on the tomato meter. Jesus, was that yeah. a review? Wow, is this, is this, this the hot take? Yeah, is this the hot <laughs> take of the night? Hey, what, Trunks, hey, are you going to leave me hanging like this? Because I mean, you gave it the same score. All right, Trunks, if, I, no, if no, I'm I going down. Yeah, I if I'm going that. down, you better believe I'm fucking taking drugs <laughs> with me. I um, okay. I agree that the they really position this as being a, a love triangle, like romance movie, like set during Vietnam, like the beginning of Vietnam War. But to me, that that is all like pointless, kind of boring garbage. And then yep. the parts that are really interesting are watching this like reporter kind of slowly unfolding how the CIA is trying to start the Vietnam War. Like is trying to do this like back end, like secretive thing. Like so, I found all that really intriguing. I found the performances great, but I yeah the 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 romance storyline is yes. What do you give it? What do you give it? I gave it four stars. Same as <laughs> famous. I mean, it was nominated for Oscars. I like. I like yeah, movie. I probably should have so noted crash. that too. I love but. a movie that can flip flop between Dawson's Creek and Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But was still better than Dawson's Creek, but not as good as Saving Private Ryan. I need people to know that. <laughs> so if if you like that description, then I got the movie for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any other fun facts about it. Oh, the director Philip Noyce. Also directed the adaptation of The Giver. He did The Bone Collector and uh, a lot of Jack, a lot of like early Jack Ryan movies, like Clear and Present Danger, stuff like that. So this man has clout, you know. Um, But yeah, oh, Heath Ledger was original was also attached to play um, Alden, and Tom Cruise was signed on at one point too. I was like, yeah, I can see either of those people in this movie. And I was kind of hoping it was one of those people, so <laughs> I wouldn't have to watch it. Like, looking back on it, like, I wish they would have gotten one of those. But, no, still pretty good. I still definitely think, like, yeah, worth your time, at least worth one viewing, and then, you know, see how you feel from there. Yeah, Tom Cruise definitely could have pulled off that I'm here to buy your wife vibe. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, reeks of that vibe. So if he's in a role like that, just give him the Oscar. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> don't even like. Or if he's just out. living his real life like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And also, full disclosure, I did no research or follow up on this film in the past thirty days since I've seen it. So if I sound a little like off in this episode, especially with this one, that's why. Anyways, Cisco, let's hear some stats. Uh, he was a relatively smart man, obviously, to be able to work in the CIA. Um, his sleuthing skills, obviously you didn't know he was part of it, so he was able to be able to be pretty deceiving. 
physicality wise, I mean, he was able to jump down from that fucking Vietnamese treehouse and leave six Vietnamese men uh-huh. die while he while he lived. He can use a a gun. He did have a gun at one point. Very well was explosive, so he's good around weapons. Uh, he just can't he can't run away from five Vietnamese men. Uh, huh. <laughs> so stat wise, I'd say intelligence probably his best asset maybe around like a B plus physicality, maybe a B minus. Okay. Very decent odds. Like all things considered. Yeah. I mean, he's got yeah. some strong legs cause that, yeah. that tree house was pretty, pretty high up. He survived that jump. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for that. Cisco. <laughs> and I think uh, he anyone... also has some medical knowledge. He was at least pretending to be an eye doctor. That's true. He, did, like said, he's, he's he actually smart. had those skills. I mean, he, he spoke, probably he's, did. He spoke with uh, fluent Vietnamese too, so that takes a yeah. lot of skill. That's going to be really helpful against rage zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ability to speak fluent Vietnamese. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that'd be like the thing that just like sets <laughs> like what? <laughs> that's why they're so angry. Is they're suddenly speaking Vietnamese and they can't no speak control Vietnamese. it. No that's that's what's actually happening in twenty eight days later. <laughs> Uh, shit. All right. So, yeah, let's jump into or Devin. Do you have any final thoughts on the quiet American? I feel like you made your position, uh, very clear. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's certainly a movie. It's definitely one of the <laughs> movies I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 You know, I fully agree. That was a beautiful take. All right. Cisco, take uh, it yeah, away. Speaking, speaking of movies that aren't clear looking, 28 days later, baby. <laughs> Uh, released November 1st, 2002 in the UK and Ireland. So it kind of fits with uh, Joe's uh, mishap in the beginning. That's insane. 20 year anniversary next year of 28 days later. Holy for, cow. For man. the UK. I... Uh, for everywhere else, 2000, the UK. Uh, June 27th, 2003. So again, lines up with the 03. Uh, eight million uh, budget made eighty five point seven mil. So you know, some would some would call that a win. Some won't. <laughs> Depends who you are, Jeff Bezos. Eight to uh, eighty five. Yeah, eight mil to eighty five. Yeah. Oh, so, Jeff Jeff Bezos not looking at that at all. Yeah, he, he's like, you made that in what yep. eight months? He's like, I made that in one day. Yeah, like I made that in a millisecond. You know. <laughs> That uh, won't that eighty five won't even take you to space, baby. Yeah, he's no. like, that, that, even, that even get you to the. To it the barely buys you a warehouse, barely. Uh, directed by Danny Boyle, who mm-hmm. did Slumdog Millionaire and One Hundred Twenty Seven Hours. Written by Alex Garland, who also wrote for Dread and Ex Machina. Say it, uh, say it, say Annihilation. And Annihilation. If you're going to mention Alex Garland, you have I to say know. Annihilation. I know. That's my that's my one rule of the podcast. You can you can say any whatever you want about me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you can you can talk about me. You can talk about my family. You know what I mean. But if you're going to mention Alex Garland, you're going to talk, talk about, about you, Annihilation. All right. You're going to talk Annihilation. That, that is that's a hill I will die on. I don't know. What, are you dying that you like it or you don't like it? You know, I'll leave that for the viewers to decide. Check his other box trunks. Uh, has a Rotten Tomato score of 87, audience 85, so pretty much similar to uh, QA, baby. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> the same movie. Yeah, oh, e- the e- same. Equal quality amongst yeah. those two. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if we're, going by, if we're going by numbers, coach, they don't lie. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, 
relatively unknown cast at the time besides, uh, I believe, Brendan Gleeson. No relation to Dom Hall Gleeson. Yeah, no. Or uh, Brendan Fraser. No, yeah, no, Brendan Fraser as well. Starring yeah. Killian Murphy <laughs> as Jim, Naomi Harris as Selena, Gleeson as Frank, and Megan Burns as Hannah. All of them, I think Hannah was the only one who didn't win and do, any, or do anything. Killian Murphy, I'd say probably the most successful out of all of them. Yeah, and also the dude that played the evil major and that was fortifying the house. That dude's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, Christopher Elkelson? He's yes. always the villain. He's yeah. always the villain. He's like, yeah. He was also but, Doctor Who. Yeah, right. just like I would say Brandon Gleason was probably in the best movie out of all those actors. In Bruges? Paddington 2, you stupid fuck. Uh, <laughs> As Knuckles McNitty. I thought you're I thought you're a big uh I thought you're a big head. Sorry. No. You know I'm a Paddington boy. Paddington for sure. You I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed. Oh, right. but yes, yes. Do you want me to get straight into the synopsis, baby, or do we want to talk a little bit about these actors? Let's tease it a little. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, these actors, man. Yeah, I mean they've been in some big shit. That was yeah. There have been some big stuff now besides Megan Burns, but that was uh. McBoyle's whole thing was he wanted relatively unknown people to be in this movie. Did you say McBoyle? Yes, I did. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of milk was put in this movie. <laughs> but yeah, he, he went, it was like, you know, most of these people, I think at the time, either only had like one or two moves under belt. Um, besides, obviously, you know, two, the two big ones, but Killing had like maybe like three, like not the three, like six or seven, like small British films and stuff. Nothing too big. Yeah, uh, I think it paid off, you know, having these unknown people made me yeah. connect with them a little bit more. Yeah, you know, you see a couple unknowns just fighting for their lives. You can't help but relate to them, you know? Yeah, yeah. honestly, a movie like that wouldn't have been the same if you had, like, fuck Chris Pratt as the main character. Yeah. <laughs> the same when, when you have, like, that... I was summer. thinking more Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, either when you have, like, that one summer <laughs> or that couple years where it's, like, the same actor and everything, it's just... yeah. That was apparently, yeah. That was one of the trivia's is that uh, Ewan McGregor was supposed uh-huh. to be Jim, but I guess wow. he had a fallout with a, a Boyle during the movie The Beach, and so he he didn't uh, talk to him about that role, but he originally wanted him. So thank the Lord they got in a little little fight, little little scrap, and then so who the fuck? Wait, Ian McGregor wasn't in the beach. Did he want to be in the beach? Is that where the beach? I is think that where the so. Beach started? I think I think he wanted to be like the main. Rolling it, I think they ended up giving it to DiCaprio, and then they ended up giving it to somebody yeah. else after that. Uh, no, just on a no, beach. It's DiCaprio. They, were, they were on holiday. <laughs> on the beach, yeah. They, they <laughs> oh, fuck. Alex uh, Garland actually wrote the beach, the novel, too, and wrote yeah. the movie as well. They were deciding what was better, mojitos or mai tais. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can never, is... <laughs> we'll never work together again. <laughs> Obviously, mai tais is the answer, right, Chunks? Yeah. Uh, I prefer a daiquiri. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, I think I'm gonna watch the beach tonight. Synopsis, baby. Joe, meet yourself. All right. All right. You ready for this? Hey, you stupid little cinnamon rolls. Like movies where you see some Killian Hog and some ass. Enjoy grainy hue <laughs> while rats take over the street. Come on down to the pub while we wait for all this shit to blow over. And that is 28 Days Later. Is Perfect. that 28 Days Later, or was that... Succinct? <laughs> was that Succinct? Dead? That was such a good bit. That was such a good bit. Succinct, descriptive, nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what did I like? There's a lot of... Uh, I'm muting myself again. 
And God, has 28 years later been, uh, or sorry, 28 months later been in the fucking production for actual 28 years? <laughs> probably. Yeah, they probably commit to the bit, really. <laughs> they seem like the guys, you know. If anyone's Danny Boyle. Yeah. <laughs> I could see Danny Boyle on the 28th anniversary, releasing 28 years later. Yeah. Although, I'm going to, another, another it'll be, opinion, uh, it'll 28 be weeks later, other than the opening scene, which is probably my favorite opening scene in horror movies of all time, other than Ghost Ship, of course, Cisco. Uh, <laughs> That's Joe. The re- the rest of the movie, god damn, it was painful. Like, ugh, there's a lot of shaky cam and, like, darkness, and it's, like, hard to watch. Damn. Yeah, yeah, well. Well, I've been I've been wanting to watch that. So if twenty that has a stat cast too, but I, I can't go into the cast of. They're, they're both on HBO about. Max right now, both of them. Um, I feel like Excuse they hop me. between all the streaming services weekly. But yeah, uh, if twenty eight months comes out, I still um, obviously I would be hyped for it. I hope it's more of the twenty eight days standards than twenty eight weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to uh, bury the lead, uh, Devin, who's I said, you know, he loves this movie so much and seen it so much. This was my first real viewing, and I think Joe's first viewing since he was 11. Yeah. So. Around that time. And you've already buried the lead by saying you, you love this movie. I did? Yeah. Yeah. I said that? Yeah. Wow. So it, it was a great movie. Wow. I think you actually used the word fantastic. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, this movie's fantastic. Hey, eighty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That is legit for one of these movies we're talking about. Yeah, no, the fact that it's a it's a horror film that both is rated so high by the users and the critics. That's like pretty. That's I feel like that's when you know it's good. Yeah. You know when they unanimously like just like agree on something. Like Cisco, the critics and the audience both hate the Emoji Movie, right? But you love it. I never said I like it. I just said I watched it. But you love it. <laughs> That's the same as loving it. If you I, would, it I would say, end. I would say you love it. You know, yeah, twenty-eight days. I don't want to. Uh, I'm probably showing my ignorance here because I doubt. I'm, I don't know for sure this is true, but if that was one of the earlier or like first or who knows movies with the running zombies, that really changed the game because yeah, watching most other zombie movies that where they're shuffling towards you, you're like, okay, unless I get surrounded, I'm good. But these full sprinting rage zombies, that was like legit zombie fear right there. Gave me nightmares. Yeah. Right. Not to mention their fucking eyes. Yeah. Whenever they That's... did the fucking close-up shot on someone's pupils, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. During the interviews I watched, that's exactly what you know Danny Boyer was saying. And I mean, this is I think movie as credit was re like restarting the zombie genre. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I said before, my favorite zombie movie is obviously Return of the Living Dead. Have you talked about that movie at length? Yes. <laughs> An um, episode that's not released. Yeah, <laughs> can be aired. But as uh, no, the, reason I love, the reason I love that movie was because obviously it took a different take on zombies. And this one, I mean, I like that. My first viewing, I enjoyed this movie a lot. I would probably give it a 90%. Um, but yeah, I like that. And that's something, like I said, that Danny Boyd talked about is like he chose specifically athletic people to be the infected. Uh, so that way you can, you know, actually believe that these people are being chased and they look like it, like too, like these were straight up muscular, you know, toned creatures running around. Um, and and pa- was part of the rage thing is I think that sets this movie apart is that these weren't 
just, you know, zombies or whatever you want to call them, infected, killing the eat. They were just straight up psychological. It was all about the rage. And I mean, it's th- that opening scene where they're in the, the monkey pit and my boy scientists just say whispering rage is a good way to start off the movie. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck with this one. Yeah. <laughs> and by that, I mean, they did. You know what I mean? Like, because Jesus Christ, I think, yeah, Devin, I, I, I want to say, not 100% sure on this, but this is one of the first, if not the first film that introduces fast running zombies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Which, fair because, yeah. you know, when you're thinking of a de- decaying body, you're like, okay, their ankles are going to snap while they're trying to yeah. chase me. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, exactly. they can't move fast. I can, I can take a brisk walk and escape this horde right here. Now, I don't know if that's what Romero was thinking, but yeah, I feel you. Um, and then, yeah, with, with Cisco and Return of the Living Dead, like they started, that was the first one where they like talked and like communicated with you. Um, yeah, I'm so like I feel zombie like, movies doing different stuff. Yeah. Especially when it surprises you, you know, like this one like still. That this movie didn't go overboard with the infected too. It wasn't like every like scene there was some infected, like they were less is more pretty much you would see them but they weren't like every like scene like they let you build up with the characters you know my girl uh, my boys killian sneaking kisses here and there (laughs) yeah uh yeah yeah, the 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 sneaky kisses kisses. that's that's why i can't wait until we get to the uh would brendan fraser's character survive because that that's relevant (laughs) that's relevant for his quiet american character that's true that is very relevant yeah but yeah that's one big thing there that that Daniel Boyle too talked in this interview that I was reading is that his big thing was doing emotional attachment to characters is that's why he did a lot of scenes where, you know, where they were talking like that was definitely obviously the opening was Killian walking around and all of London just being empty. Haunting. Like have, yeah. haunting. That one scene where the board uh, has like all the pictures. I think that's like a, like a missing thing mm-hmm. reminded me. I don't know how big of an anime fan you are, Joe, but of high school, the dead, the ending uh, for the episodes would always end like with like pictures of them on it. And it would pan out to like a giant, like wall like that of like pictures and things like that. So oh, obviously yeah. this movie came out. Before. No, I actually don't watch any anime at all. Yeah, but, plus if yeah. you're talking about high school of the dead, it's more about how big of a hentai fan are you? So, <laughs> Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big itchy fan. I, I'll, I'll to this day, I'll, I'll die on that. Those, yeah. those heels. Okay, but, so uh, 28 yeah. days later. They did a great job, and they didn't go full The Walking Dead on it, which yeah, is yeah, the hard yeah. line to cross, because it didn't solely, even though they touched on, obviously, the very good, uh, it's the apocalypse, so is the real evil going to be the zombies or the people that are still alive and struggling to exactly, do yeah. what they got to do? They didn't yeah. go full Walking Dead and make it all about the people and dismiss the zombies. It was like right. both aspects were scary, and you really felt the struggle for the main three or four and then three characters yeah since Devin mentioned the walking dead i want to point out that the first issue of the walking dead came out in 2003 as well Uh, and the beginning of walking dead is the exact same as the beginning of yeah yeah, parallel both about somebody waking up from a coma to find out they're deep in the zombie apocalypse he just comes in here with these ideas who was more naked in those openings (laughs) yeah yeah. who hung who hung more dong yeah 
Oh, that snapped me right back into a good mood right there. Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk a minute about Ooh. Killian's dog. You know what I mean? Yeah, a full, Chica- was, it, a full it, Chicago it, dog. Am I right? It wasn't just the opening. Later, they're like, "Hey, this man has been running from zombies. He needs to take a shower. Let's get a nice booty shot up in the yeah, mix. So bring it back." Killian. <laughs> okay, I will say the booty shot was gratuitous, <laughs> but the dong, the dong shot did serve. It was tasteful. Yeah. It was tasteful. It was tasteful. Then right. It was tasteful. <laughs> you know, um, I will say Which the one, one part that kind of lost me, but then in the game it was like the whole military base scene in the beginning. Obviously, when Killian comes back and goes fucking full Rambo on them, I was like, "Yeah, I'm back in, baby." Just watching them like stare to the window while uh, my boy soldier was getting beat up by two infected, and he's just like smiling there, covered in blood. <laughs> just him slowly breaking them. He's just shirtless, has no meat on him. I think who it would have been. Who was a real monster then? I think it would have been a really good affecting ending or effective ending if she would have killed him at the end. If Selena would have killed him. Yeah. I think there's three alternate endings, each in which where Killian does die. I didn't see him. I should look them up, but from a, I was looking on. Are they on the DVD? They're on the DVD. Okay. Cause I have the DVD. I didn't watch this on the DVD though. I play, watched on HBO play. Max. I need people to know that. Play right now. Oh. I like I like the ending that they chose because like even though I like to be devastated throughout a horror <laughs> movie, I don't want to be like I don't want to leave devastated. Yeah. I was like, thank God, at least the little girl who's watched her dad get sh- fucking lit up oh, yeah. like Denzel Washington in Training Day, <laughs> at least she gets to like have these two like quasi parents in the end, and they found this cute island that they can do whatever. Yeah. And I'm Speaking. hoping if they do make 28 months later, they bring back the survivors from the first two movies. Can we talk about how she watched her dad like just like repeatedly get like just yeah, well, it was comical. Out. It was comical. Yeah. Also, just what a like talk <laughs> about what is, is there a more frustrating death in horror than this dude just like getting an eye drop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a one in a million shot that crow just got a crow specking, yeah, sniper crow pecking yeah. a, a skull, random skull that somehow. <laughs> Got stuck to the top of the roof of a gas station. Yeah. I don't know how that skull got there, but it... yeah, he. I what drives me crazy about that is a second after he turns, suddenly there's like military people. guys yeah. everywhere. And the gonna... way the shots are, one of them looks like he was standing right next to the body that <laughs> dripped blood onto him. And it's like. Why did you wait till he was turning to like? Well, you know that's that actually might be some good filmmaking because you remember they weren't they didn't care about the men. Yeah, they only wanted the girls. So that's why I assumed too that they kept killing alive too because they thought maybe they, it looked like uh, my boy tried to get him to be part of the the crew. The, yeah, they did try to convince him at first. So I assume that's why they kept him alive was to maybe that's why they killed uh, Frank. Because they probably knew he wouldn't be part of it. Yeah, if they had some sort of even minimal idea that he was the little girl's father, they were not gonna try to even I mean, waste time also, bringing him in. Also, he's an old man; he can't get it up. He's just gonna—he's gonna ruin the orgy, <laughs> and we don't want that. We don't want some flaccid hog in the orgy pit. Yeah, <laughs> I got Chuck's hate that sentence. <laughs> this is again, this just, is all very you're relevant. Just excluding me yet again. So this <laughs> is all very, very relevant on whether or not Brendan Fraser's character would succeed here. Yeah, I have um, a fun fact that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 
going to specifically target at Joe. Ooh. Joe, did you know? Hey, hold on, hold on, really quick, really quick. Should I mute myself before you say this? <laughs> no, it's it's going to be more fun if you react. Uh, All right. All right. Did you I'm know trusting one you. One actor from uh, 28 Days Later is in your favorite Brendan Fraser movie. No, 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 no. I want to see uh, if, you, if you can figure it out. I have to think of what my favorite is. My favorites change constantly. Yeah. I am not a consistent person, like in the slightest. Uh, Trunks, here's what I'm going to do. I want you to tell me. Okay, so Christopher Eccleston, who plays uh, the the military leader. Oh, no, I knew, no, I knew no. it was going to be him. I knew it was him. It's always him. Oh, he's in he's George in. of the Jungle. G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra. No, no, no. I knew, because like, I know he was in G.I. Joe. I knew he was a fucking <laughs> bad guy in G.I. Joe, but I didn't want it to be that. Oh my god. I just love G.I. Joe. You could have said he was the bad guy in Thor the Dark World. You know what He's I mean? He's also you, in that. You could have said he was the bad guy in the, the year 2000 Nicolas Cage cinematic masterpiece Gone 60 Seconds. You know, you can say any of those films. But he's in your favorite Brendan Fraser movie. You need to shut Joe, the fuck Rise up. of Cobra. You need to shut the fuck up, Trunks. Yeah, Joe, Rise <laughs> of Cobra. All right, I'm going to mute myself. Cisco, just, just say your thoughts about the movie. Like, overall, like, final thoughts. Uh, I I liked every kind of like human shot, if you will. Like when he goes to his parents' house, and obviously you find out his parents killed himself. Like that, I was thinking they're going to be turned and they're going to attack him. GI Joe: The Rise of Cobra, Trunks. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, yeah, Cisco. No, the the scene with his parents was like legitimately heartbreaking. I was like, wow. Yeah. I was... I'll say Mark and okay. Selena were pretty. Nice people in the middle of a fucking like outbreak like that. Like yeah. they're like, we're willing to go to him to his house. I would have been like, yo, bro, we got the snack shed and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then my yeah, boy Mark, you can live in the Seven yeah, Eleven with us. I wouldn't get the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mark dies the worst death. He just gets hacked by a machete, screaming multiple times. Jesus of Christ! Course. Yeah, yeah, that several... was a horrible death. Like literally fifty percent of the times the zombies are alerted is because Cillian Murphy is just like, "Hey, I'm not taking this seriously." <laughs> no, what he's doing is just walking around, his dicks flying all over the place. Because as we mentioned before, a massive hog. He just didn't you accept know? the 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 notes that they were dick seeking zombies. And he... <laughs> <laughs> Most zombies like to eat brains. Those zombies give brain, and he oh, just wasn't willing to. Uh... Oh man! Uh, see, I'm like 50 percent on that one. I'm like, did I fucking hate her? Did I love? It? You know what I mean? When you're editing, you're gonna love it. I don't even edit anymore. I just cut out the long pauses of just like no audio. Yeah, it shows. Okay. I've given. Mm, yeah go on uh, sorry i was gonna say we got i don't know how much time we got left but we got to talk about friend and brendan fraser's character i got notes i got notes right okay right yeah on. i feel like i feel like that's a good yeah because i think this might be an interesting debate yeah but like i gotta lead it on i hope someone has a fun take because my notes lead me to the inevitable conclusion that there is no fucking way pile is surviving it 28 days later not enough fucking does, does someone have a good take a, i a think fun you can take? oh yeah I can't wait to hear that. I thought at first, too, I was like, because, again, I hadn't seen 28 Days Later really fully. 
besides on FX when I was like 12 years old and I didn't even understand how my human body worked. But I assumed that they were going to be a little bit more, you know, unstoppable. I mean, they were, Ew, taking, I get it. They were, they were taking people out as baseball bats. They were obviously gunshot wounds took them out because they weren't undead. Technically, they were infected, so they aren't, you know, immune. I mean, if he if he's got a gun and he's got his uh, Vietnamese uh, C4s, he might have a chance. That's true. Honestly, I didn't consider the plastic, the milk plastic C4. Yeah, I, know, ch- I know my boy Cisco appreciates the milk plastic. Yeah, yeah. He's got them. Yeah. the <laughs> He's going to drive around the town and scoop out a couple parts no, of the crafting table. Here's the thing, Cisco. Let me ask yeah. you this. So this this film takes place in London and like surrounding neighborhoods and areas, right? Yeah. Do you think that there was an outbreak in Hollywood and then would they be called the Hollywood undead? No. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, I didn't know they do mention in the movie that the, the that it already spread to spread to Paris and like so France yeah. and some other country. I forgot what the other country was, but it wasn't just a localized London. Yeah. They say New York as well. Oh yeah, they get to New York. But in, swim? in twenty weeks, swim. haven't they quarantined it down to just the UK? I well, spoiler to... alert, Trunks. We have I haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, that's I would, like the plot of the movie. That's that's uh, not a spoiler. I would have to. Well, so that uh, is it. Just the UK. They're in a quarantine zone in the in England, but is it quarantined there for the whole world? I remember oh. that being my take but i would have, I would have to force myself to begrudgingly watch it again to- oh no 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 the um the u.s army helped secure a small area for the survivors to repopulate and start again just oh is it the <laughs> other way around yeah, the other way around. Okay. <laughs> yeah never mind i forgot how that movie works which that actually sounds like a great fucking problem yeah, I mean, you know what another movie that's a lot like that it's probably better land of the dead Oh yeah, I've heard good things. Or the movie version of House of the Dead. Jesus Christ. Oh, starring, no. starring, starring, Ooh. starring Ooh. Clint Howard Ooh. and uh, directed by Uwe Boll, baby. That, that movie is a bad movie. That's a that's a bad fucking film. Well, so here, so here's Ooh, one, you know what uh, also is a really good one? Jesus Christ Trunks. No, I yeah, saw that in theaters. Jesus, Trunks, you motherfucker. Yeah, you guys were worried about me derailing the podcast. Jesus. Yeah. No, oh yeah, we're, we're the king of derailing. Is he a professional? Is he he's you Trunks is a professional. He's in my contract. Trunks is a fucking professional. He got we, yeah, we, we finally were... started giving Trunks an allowance <laughs> and then he started getting like snippy. You would think it'd be the other way around, <laughs> but don't don't forget we own all rights to your name in Long Island. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we have a we have a big Long that Island. That was something I lost in the arguments. He gets only 05 percent of the profits on the Long Island trunks iced tea. He gets nothing. Yeah, yeah. See, exactly. I told you, trunks. I'm not the only one that would make trunks Long Island. And for me, like, I don't know, Taquitos. Like my position, like I don't know, like Long Island medium. You know, I'm gonna start a tiki bar in Long Island. That's trunks team. Trunks um, like that one. Trunks oh, loves the- a good tiki bar. <laughs> Uh, anyways uh, where his parents I, live in the ultimate tiki bar now that's true that's true <laughs> but so so here's the thing right <laughs> yeah the yeah. zombies in 28 days later they are alerted by noise and brendan fraser is by definition the quiet american that's one of the positives Ooh, i've got to give that's to true that's true is he michael kane no he's quiet because he's dead <laughs> well, well i mean 
He's part of that group that's trying to free the monkeys. The that's Ape. Is, he's trying to free Ape at the beginning yeah, of 20 the days later. Is, and then Ape just rage attacks him. I, well, he, he would be the one getting the virus out. That'd be his job. Yeah, and Michael Caine could be in London, logically, right? So the yeah. question is, did <laughs> Brendan Fraser try to steal his wife before the zombie outbreak or during? <laughs> release it. I think probably I during. Like realistically, cause... Brendan Fraser is the person who bankrolled those idiots at the beginning of the movie yeah. to break out the monkeys. Yeah, like he's all about the behind yeah. the scenes. Let's he's a behind the scenes. Yeah, stuff. he got it up. He started Dude, the apocalypse. He likes and the is in his nice bunker somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like, it has to be done. Someone got to sell some. But then, like every virus. other type of movie we've seen where that has a similar plot. They get their just desserts at the end of the film, so Brendan Fraser would still wouldn't survive. Only if Michael yeah. Caine was on the case. Michael yeah. Caine fucking ruled in a quiet American. I'll say that he was because Murphy, great in that Jim, movie. Jim survived this out of coming out of a coma, weighing like ninety eight pounds, and honestly, eighty seven percent of that weight was his fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas eighty percent of Fraser's weight. Is always the neck. It's neck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> always the neck. Oh, Got a thick, unsnappable yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. I but then, like, he has a he has a diaphragm that's ears that's easy to sever. Well, you know like, what I mean? Does he does he survive with the crew? Like, if, does he take Murphy's place? And he's got Selena, the girl, the old man. I know yeah, the so name, so that's the thing, right? Brendan Fraser is obviously a simp in a quiet American uh, <laughs> as yeah. pile. Would that yeah. go for or against? Would he be able to charm the women that like Selena who would want to help him? Or would he end up simping so hard that he joins the military guys at the end? I think he's too reliable. I think that's what made Selena like Murph uh, Jim was that he was, you know, this like stray dog who had yeah, no common bumbling. sense. You, you can't just just a bumbling a, bad boy, you know what I mean? A bumbling bad boy, the apocalypse. You can't show up to a, a BBA, if you will, and be like, "Hey, survivors, I'm here to claim your wife." They're, they're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna. They're not gonna take you in. I feel like most likely he would be the sergeant with the military people. The yeah. like the one guy who is like, you know what? This is fucked up. We shouldn't be trying to. Oh, the one who yeah. women. No, so he's the gonna... one that's just getting like stabbed. We should lure people here and take their wives, <laughs> take their girlfriends. No, if anything, Brendan's the one who's the infected who's chained up outside. <laughs> no, that's a... Who ultimately just fucking destroys the house at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just goes to town on those fucking his on those fuckers, man. His name was Wilmer. Yep. Did you guys notice how they had like eight hundred DVD players in that place? Like, why were they collecting DVD players? Because they were they were okay, rich, the apocalypse, and it was 2002. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of fucking apocalypse. Don't, I'm telling you right now. Don't I'm, you remember I'm, the first? That's why I'm glad I got physical media. You know what I mean? Do you remember the very right first hand. Fast and the Furious? Do you remember what they were stealing from? I'm the muting movie? myself. <laughs> Sorry. In the very first Fast it and was the Furious DVD movies, players, yeah, they I were stealing. It was DVD players yeah. and stereos, but they really emphasized DVD players not once but twice in that film. That was enough. That was DVD players were so hot. Uh, friggin' Vin Diesel was like, Let's take our fucking eight hundred thousand dollar cars and go rob this 18 wheeler full of DVD players. Like, hey, you know, that was a sign of wealth at the time, baby. You're like, yeah. You want to watch this DVD in the bathroom? I got a fucking 48 inch screen. <laughs> you have a 48 DVD inches player. back then was huge. Oh, like, it still is now, baby. What do you mean, was? I mean, yeah, what do you mean, was? 
So here's another negative, right? Obviously, let's get it out of the way. Brendan Fraser dies in the first 30 seconds of the movie. So yeah, he's not surviving is, this. Does he not die in the first 30 seconds of this next movie? Uh, I, but if you look at how he died, he's being well, chased like yeah, he, crowds. He, he, he got set up. Like, right, right, right. Exactly. And weren't all these people being chased in the movie? Isn't that the fucking point of yeah, 20 exactly. days later? I, but it's not like he's running through. Like, if he's running away from zombies there's not like a vietnamese street market he has to make his way through and right so he has nothing and turn to back alleys. no distractions yeah he just has the english countryside he gets stabbed yeah. by a small vietnamese man how is he not gonna get fucking gotten by a zombie and here's another good negative point right there's a scene <laughs> in the quiet american where they walk into a, a brothel or the, whatever this business is this bar where you have to oh, go God, buy a yeah. ticket to dance somebody and as soon as he walks into this place, he gets swarmed by ten swarmed. women. Imagine yeah. if those women were zombies, Trunks. Imagine I, that. That scene was actually not scripted that way. That's just what happens when Brendan Fraser walks into a room of women. <laughs> this guy in his good response. Good yeah. response. Uh, thing yeah, is that oh, oh, Murphy and, was able uh, to fend these people off, weighing as much as a paper rock. Right. Sorry. So I took I took notes here. That bar or brothel. This wasn't your notes. No, no, this is... I'm Jesus this Christ, is, this past this, 20 minutes wasn't your notes? Oh, this, fuck. Yeah, no, this okay. is all notes. This is all okay, notes. I'm going to call you J2. Okay. I'm an educated man. Uh, right. the, 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 the bar or brothel that they go into is called the House of 500 Girls, Trunks. What if all 500 of them were zombies? No chance. No chance. I mean, we've already seen what Brendan Fraser would do in a house of a thousand corpses. So I think we can guess what he would do if it's only 500. Uh, I'm sorry, only the relevant movie. Only the relevant movie, Trunks. Yeah, Trunks. It's about a quiet American where he walks into a house of 500 girls and 10 of them are already fucking biting him in in this movie, not even uh, 28 days later. I feel like they were biting him. Okay, I think uh, Devin sold me. I'm on on team Devin. (laughs) I, I say he survives, Joe. I'm like Devin. Have you done anything to spite me recently? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he likes he likes Spike Gorman. He's not Sam. He did say something recently that pissed you off. I remember that. Oh, Sam did piss me off. No, I meant Devin. Oh, was it that uh, uh, Spring Breakers is James Franco's best movie? Was that <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, fuck it. Now nah, he dies. Sorry, Cisco. Actually, no, I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't give a fuck. No, 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 no. You don't need to pull a shit. I mean, right. he, he already won anyways because he had two votes and he got Trunks' vote. You don't even pull. Well, Trunks' vote is only like a third. <laughs> you know, we we need a we need a really yes, we have, a, have an important conversation who about can, Trunks' vote. Who can do vote. fractions in here? Who can add up fractions? Not Trunks me. is going to say him, but I'm going to tell you this right now. What kind of fractions? <laughs> do you know what? Let's make this interesting. I th- I say he does survive. Just because I want to drag this out for another 20 minutes. I mean, we still lose because Devin gets two <laughs> versus R2 and then Chunks throws Wait. in that, the quarter vote, so he wins by a quarter. I can't read shit. What does that say? I can't read that. Yeah, what the hell does that say? Uh, Chunks, none of us can read that, nor can the podcast listeners. <laughs> it was for you guys. <laughs> for the listeners at home. So, okay. Uh, this was... Brought to you by Blue Apron. <laughs> this was on August 12th at... Use code uh, Yeehaw for your first 12 4, free purchase. 18 p.m. Pacific. Joe texted, I fucking hate Spring Breakers. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I Devin said responded, James Franco's best movie. 
Yeah, you I already responded, said that. Wow. Hey, guys, I don't think Devin should be on the show. And then <laughs> a couple seconds later, he responded with, fuck, wrong thread. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said that already. That's uh... here's, here's the thing. You, you cannot prove that was me. You just can't. Brendan Fraser would survive Spring Breakers because he would marry all four of these women, even if they no. had husbands. <laughs> no, Brendan Fraser is going to look and be like, "Nope," and just go the other way. Well, all right, all right. For the and still have to find like a monster Gucci man. For the two, for the two gentlemen who uh, suggest survival, uh, explain that. No, he's dead. I don't want to explain shit. Okay, he's dead. Cisco, Cisco, give me, give me some logic here. No he, more. Yeah. Make it in. He's smart. He can obviously, if you know, a 10 pound Kelly Murphy can fight off some infected, he can also fight them off. I mean, all you have to do is just get blow in your face. He's gonna wear a mask once he finds that out. He's gonna wear a hazmat suit. He's good with explosives, he's good with guns. He obviously, yeah, we don't know if he has any milk plastic though. He, I mean, they just go to the grocery store that they rated that had <laughs> lights, electricity for some reason. Oh shit! Milk is sold in plastic usually. <laughs> I forgot about that yeah. fucking card. And then and then Frank left his card, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, he was like, was "Don't need this." card had already been like discontinued like ten years before the movie took place. So he left a card, but he had been holding on to that for years after he it knew, stopped working. He knew his movie would happen. It was it was a joke. He was waiting kind for of, the real money. I so think it was kind back. of like it that and that's what this movie symbolizes, you know? That sometimes you have to take a new path that you didn't expect to take. Yeah, we get it. Because there's cool. rage, because there's rage infected zombies running after you. You know what I mean? Yeah, speaking of social commentary. <laughs> yeah. That's what this movie was. And of, of course, the most the, the most obvious uh, question is: Would Brendan char- Brandon's character in the Mummy have survived? Yes, yes. Good, good with a gun, yes. accurate, fast shooter, shooting, yeah. fast moving undead creatures. That would have been a much better chance for me. Biggest neck of them all. I think it's He's... canon at this point that Rick O'Connell survives every movie. Yeah, that's canon. George survives. Rick O'Connell survives. Sports O'Connell survives. survives Candyman. George survives, and uh, in the mummy, he's already got a girl so hot he doesn't want your wife. Yeah, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. He doesn't need the wife. Exactly. Naomi Weiss. It's Mummy Three, which it's switched to Maria Bella. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then we we can talk there. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest gripe (laughs) of Mummy Three. You know, there's no Rachel. I I mean, good for uh, her for not coming back for that one. Like she had her reasons. We'll talk about it when we get to that episode, but. Yeah, I'm excited for that episode. Um, okay, so I think the overall general consensus yes, is does. that Brandon Fraser survives. Wait, what? <laughs> no, Brandon, Fraser, Brandon Fraser's character dies the events 28 days later. Because I'm going to be honest with you, if, if you're not like... How, how did she describe him in 28 days later? She was like, you have zero body fat. She's like, you're X amount and you've only had sugar. Of course you're crashing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so take these painkillers and have more soda and then let's go. <laughs> you know what? I just want, all I want is a zombie movie where all of the survivors are like people that have been doing parkour for the past 20 years. And like a zombie That's like chases what it was. them. Yeah. And they, they do like that three-step jump up a fucking wall. And it's like everybody's yeah. just backflipping up between rooftops. And the yeah. zombies can't do a damn thing about yeah. it. Now See, I want a Jackie it, Chan uh, starring zombie movie. Imagine do him I, just doing his like fun comedy bits with zombies. Do Switch I have the movie? Three. Do I have the movie for you, Trunks? Um, 
But yeah, man, we always talk about how beefy Brendan Fraser is. And you had to be like super lean and fit to survive in this movie. Yeah, you gotta there's no way. Just it's, based it's on like, based on pure BMI, he is not surviving this movie. It's like a zombie. <laughs> Don't even put zombie. him in there. Just disqualify him because of that, you know? It's like Zombie Land said, the number like one or two rule, whatever it was, is cardio. So Yep. Yeah. Yep, which that's that's another touchy subject for me. Uh, does a dog survive though? <laughs> is Zombie Land. The dog survive? Does he survive this movie? Did the zombies care about animals at all? No, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, the dog. I mean, they seem to the be dead. chasing rats at one point. I but... mean, the rats just the rats just don't want to get blood on themselves. Yeah, they, yeah the rats, rats just want to be rats clean. clean. They want to That's stay clean. That's true. And I mean, that crow was pecking that one skull and didn't seem to zombify. So I don't know. But, but then, then again, the, the, the monkey, the monkeys were yeah, the monkeys went after people. But monkeys Which is just apes. more proof that monkeys are humans. Yeah. <laughs> They're just see, and that's what it's talking about today's societal world woes. You know, that twenty eight days later museum. touches on a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a that's a social commentary. Yeah, I think for sure. The real, when the, the real quiet question. American, like, what are you even trying to say to me? You know, <laughs> the real question is, what would Brendan Fraser's character in the Quiet American have in that opening scene of twenty eight days later? Because that would have changed the whole outcome of the movie. Opium. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we've been testing opium on these monkeys, and he's like, Oh, let it out. <laughs> <laughs> let him bite me. Let him infect me with the opium disease. Yeah. All, like, all, all the zombies. Like, yeah, zombies no, are sleeping all over already. the street. <laughs> yep. Yeah. There's only one zombie. He's too lazy to bite you. He doesn't care. <laughs> that's, the, that's the version of a zombie apocalypse I want to see. It's like it's the opposite of rage, just like the purely content zombie. Just like, oh no. I'm, I'm full. Thanks. Yeah. You know, the final oh. scene of Shaun of the Dead, just playing video games, game shows with your zombie friend. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was really funny is in 28 Days Later when uh, the Christopher Eccleston takes him and shows him the guy that he's like studying. And he's like, you know what I see? I see him never working a job, never doing this. Never. <laughs> yeah. What I instantly thought it's about like, oh, was shit, I'm a zombie from uh, Shaun of the Dead where... <laughs> Where they like we're showing the game shows and stuff. Yeah, I see a man that will never win a four hundred meter Olympic race. <laughs> so resounding, he doesn't survive. Yeah, I, I, I it's, gotta be, yeah it's gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be. Like this podcast favorite band, the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Good yeah. luck, Brendan. Brendan Fraser, prove us wrong. Make the zombie apocalypse. I want to see. Wanna, I, which know, again we we like we bring this up every single episode like i want to see brendan frazier in like a, a horror movie yeah of course that would even be if cool. it's like a like traditional like haunted house kind of thing like you can do it good you know what i mean like he'll he'll still be great in it I, I, the problem is i want 90s brendan frazier and uh, i see brendan frazier in uh i don't know him and him and no sudden move was fucking horrifying although i wouldn't perhaps go as far to argue that the mummy was kind of a yeah movie. yeah yeah no i mean, yeah. I mean like we, we've talked about we've talked about that yeah okay we've talked about it at it's night not, and if you would have listened literally adventure. to our very first fucking episode <laughs> 36 minutes damn it well you guys you guys never told me you had a podcast you never <laughs> advertise it you don't, you don't post it on it. instagram or treat me like a fellow human being so we do we do that it's your fault. <laughs> That's true. How's the Twitter? How's the Twitter? I haven't even checked the Twitter out. 
Uh, no, but honestly, I had to force my way here, you bastards. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna plug all of our stuff at the end. But Devin, I'm really I'm really glad you forced your way onto this podcast because me too. It was fun. I'd love to do it episode. again. It was fun. I well, uh, I wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Like we'll uh, <laughs> I'd say we'll talk to you. Our, you know what I mean? No, we we gotta we'll we'll have you back on. Listen, for what sure. We have to have is the Psycho Gorman review, Devin versus Sam. Well, Sam hasn't watched Christ. it. So really... Sam gave up watching it. Yeah, yeah he, I, that he, might he... be better. Like it might just be fun to bring him on and try to convince him to watch it. He would hate us, but <laughs> tell him we're doing. Oh, that'd be else. fun. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Just like bamboozle him. <laughs> I I like that. That's gonna no. be our next uh, our next podcast. Uh, cinema intervention. <laughs> I like that cinema intervention, cinema therapy. You know what I mean. So Sam gave up on Psycho Gorman, but thinks The Witch is incredible. That's a fascinating okay. uh, coupling of opinions there. <laughs> here's here's the thing, Devin. If if I, I see what you're trying to do, you're trying to make this a real clickbaity type episode by saying these buzzwords. It's good. That's going to get the internet buzzing. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, like like attacking episode. Sam's movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, at, at the I end of the episode, yeah, yeah. As if the I'm all about cares. clicks. Yeah, yeah, like you're you're trying to get the sound clip for the week. You know what for I mean? Everyone uh, listening, you better be a part of my click. <laughs> Speaking of click, go watch uh, Adam Sandler's movie 2006. Click. <laughs> okay, hey, Devin, it was great. It was great. I'm not, don't open up Kate Beckinsale to Devin. He won't stop. <laughs> yeah, I made this true. mistake once before. He just he just keeps going and going. Shout true. out to the ATT girl. She's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Her Mila? Yeah, it's Mila. Yeah. Mila? 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 Kate, Kate Beckinsale is the Rachel Vice of. Uh, other movies total recall yeah, yeah. um Under- okay. underworld devin yeah, <laughs> yeah. devin you got anything to plug yeah devin anything to plug uh no okay <laughs> <laughs> well, i appreciate that i appreciate you know what devin's being real you know what i mean and that's what our listeners want they want the honesty this is a devin's social this is a social commentary me. podcast you know what i mean and we're saying a lot Evan actually told me earlier uh, before we started recording that he wanted to plug his upcoming appearance on the Horror Throwdown podcast. Oh, yeah. So people who are listening, please go watch my episode again. of the Horror Throwdown podcast. Yeah, you got, you got to beat Jeff. <laughs> Just replay it. Yeah. You listen to it for us, now listen to it yeah, for Yeah, give Devin. me more views than Jeff. If you're listening, what, what, watch yeah, twice. What did Jeff use at, 50? Here's, here's the thing, Devin. It's close to 50. Here's the Dang. thing, Devin. I'm going to... We already have Jeff's next episode down. Like we already know ooh, what movies he's going to pair with. Wow. So we're we're gonna we're gonna book you for one very soon. Give me the so same you know. one. Let me argue with Jeff. <laughs> I, we should. That could be fun. Guys. Just like bring it in and like listen, Jeff. Like, what the hell? Like a gotcha. That that'd be a real gotcha. I, we should do it halfway through. Like just kick him out. Twenty minutes in, Devin jumps in and just attacks Jeff the whole time. Real personal yeah. stuff. So some WWE shit. Oh, that's Devin's music. <laughs> okay, well, if Jeff is listening to this right now, which he's, he not, he's not, I'm he's just not. saying it's out there. He can get this information if needed. And if you are listening right now and you want to be the surprise guest who jumps in with a, a folding chair and attacks our normal guest, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna listen. Go listen to all, through BYOFC. All Bring your own folding chair. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go listen to all of them so next time i've got the good uh references there you go there you, you don't go. even need to actually listen to them if you just let them play uh we get the 
Stop trying to no 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 no. <laughs> That's, That's what I. We do. should end this episode twenty fucking minutes ago. Devin, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back on very soon. It was honestly a pleasure and honor. Um, any other good things I could say about you? I I won't, but just know that I if if I could I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, for the horror throwdown podcast, we will be back. We'll be back. We'll, we'll be back. You know, my my pleasure, boys. Love you. In my honor. Thank you. See now you just time. now you just threw me off. <laughs> for the, the, for the horror throwdown podcast Frazier edition is Justin K producer Trunks and Cisco Navarro signing off Spring Bye, Breakers Pepsi. what the fuck <laughs> and Joe Rice Cobra oh. hey Benny looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river I'm just some scary movie you like scary movies uh huh